Well, back here with another edition of our Preps Podcast. This is Kyle Neddenrip, and uh, joined again by Logan Hunt of the Mick Network. And uh, Logan, one of the best times of the year, I think, in my opinion, is, sem- is sectional semifinal night. Uh, Friday night, and we're going to look ahead to a lot of those great matchups, and uh, you know, two for the price of one all around the state on Friday night. So you can get your money's worth, and uh, should be should be a great night of action. Uh, just kind of starting out here, we, I know you were at Tuesday's game between Lawrence North and, and Cathedral. You guys had it on the Mick Network. Uh, kind of initial impressions from that one, and maybe uh, you know, what do you, what do you think of Lawrence North at this point after watching them beat Cathedral? Yeah, we, as I said, we were there Tuesday night, saw North Central beat uh, Arsenal Tech, and that was a really fun game, actually, to watch. Those guys were playing like it was an all-star game. Mm-hmm. I mean, not like it was a sectional game. They were shooting in 10 seconds or less. It was a really <laughs> entertaining ball game to watch, and uh, Leland Walker is, is the real deal for North Central. Only a freshman. He's he's uh, he's going to be, uh, a, a, my, my guess, an Indiana all-star if he stays around by the time he's a senior at North Central. So that, that's going to be a fun matchup for them moving up against Lawrence Central. I think there might be just a little bit overmatched, you know, against the Bears. Uh, that's that's going to be uh, tough for anybody taking on Lawrence Central at this point. But uh, North Central played really free, and, and it was a fun game. And then looking at the other one with Lawrence North and Cathedral, I think that was kind of the marquee matchup of the night. Uh, you got to see Armand Franklin battle it out with, you kind of thought Jared Hankins was going to be the guy, but it was really just a team effort mm-hmm. from Lawrence North. I mean, the the defense made plays when they needed to. David Perkins steps up, one of the two seniors on the team. I mean, uh, Shamar Avance played phenomenally down the stretch for him. DJ Hughes did well. I mean, those. I think Lawrence North really was riding the way. They're riding the home crowd. You could see the emotions were high for them. Uh, they're hungry for a sectional title. Uh, you know, and we've talked to them and talked to uh, Jared Hankins before in some segments. They've said, you know, it, it feels like it's our time. So. Uh, there's no better time to do it than at home, and I think they're really going to give Warren Central a run for their money. Yeah, that'll be a, that that'll be the second game on Friday night, the 7:30 game. Uh, Warren Central, of course, the defending state champs, 22 and two. Lawrence North, 17 and six. You know, I talked to some of the guys, and I know you you talked to them too from Lawrence North. Uh, they lost to Warren 49-40 uh, back in January. Uh, that was a game they felt like you know they they took some confidence out of it playing with them and that was a close game throughout and then like you said the six o'clock game north central uh nothing to lose they're seven and 16 they play lawrence central 20 and three the bears ranked uh, number three uh in the state in class 4a so so should be a great uh, matchup two 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 good games basically a mick uh mini mick tournament uh in sectional 10 at lawrence north and north central i think feels like talk to brian hahn they feel like hey we get another game no one's going to expect us to even stay close. There's no pressure on us. They're super young, uh, oh, but yeah. they but they do have some seniors. I think who gave them good energy against Tech. Um, a totally different level of competition <laughs> is coming their way Friday night. But again, a chance for them just to play another game, play in a good environment. Uh, but I think you know I, I'm with you. I thought David Perkins, uh, a guy you may may not expect to come out and hit big shots uh, for Lawrence North. He was hitting hit a three. He was strumming the air guitar like uh, like Lance Stevenson uh, after he made it. But I think that's a you know it's a team in Lawrence North. We've seen them uh, at times this year, most of the year, really play really well. And I thought I was impressed because Jared Hankins didn't go out and have a thirty point night or whatever. I mean, he was pretty quiet most of the night, and they still um, were able to score points. Shamar Advance, I thought, played great uh, for them. Sophomore guard, he's come a long way this year. Uh, but it feels like this is a team that can match up against Warren. Uh, it's just a matter of going out and being confident enough to do it on Friday. 
Right, I believe there were there were four guys in double figures for Lawrence North at the end of the night. I mean, they, it really was just an all around team effort, and they were down for a while against Cathedral. It felt like you know the Irish had kind of had, had all the momentum, were pulling away, and Mon Franklin was pulling up from you know the volleyball line yeah. out there from Hague Road. I mean, he was just <laughs> letting it fly. And Lawrence North, I mean, it was a battle. It yeah. was a battle the whole night. And you mentioned it. I, I think there there is a little bit of a revenge factor for them. They've seen Warren Central once now. And it's a team that believes they can beat them. They're playing some of their best basketball right now. And it always helps when you have sectionals at home as well. That that always helps. And you get the defending champs uh, on your home floor. I think it's going to be a tough task for Warren Central to, to match up with their one-on-ones against them. I, I like Lawrence North with... Uh, with some of their matchups, especially at the guard position, you know, like Perkins and Avance. I mean, those guys really do a good job getting after it. So uh, it, it, it's gonna it's gonna be tough seeing what Lawrence North can do uh, against you know the Patton and Warren Central defense and how strong it's been. But uh, like you said, uh, this is a team that really believes that they can win. They believe they they deserve the right to be there, and uh, I, I think they, nothing would excite them more than to get maybe a possible date with Lawrence Central yeah. and get another rematch with them. I know Lawrence Central is kind of in a trap game right now. You mm-hmm. know, you can't overlook can't overlook the Panthers. But uh, Lawrence North has really embraced probably having the toughest sectional draw of all the teams there. You know, again, Cathedral, Warren, and then possibly Lawrence Central. So they've embraced it, and so far it's come to their advantage, and everyone's really stepped up. And should say Armand Franklin, a good finish to his career. Again, a great player, had 30 points in that uh, loss for Cathedral, and uh, definitely an Indian All-Star. Will probably get some support for Mr. Basketball. Uh, I don't think he wins it probably because you know they're not going to make a tournament run. Uh, but again, he had a he had a phenomenal season, and and you know we were just talking before we started recording. You know what a great player he is and and has been at Cathedral, uh, but his career ends on uh, on Tuesday night. Uh, so, our, you know, Logan, as we kind of assess this sectional 10, what what do you think? Warren Central, there's some people maybe questioning. I think Chris Byers, after the Carmel game, questioning, you know, does this team have the leadership? Does it have the vocal leadership toughness uh, to, to uh, you know, win a state championship this year? And he doesn't necessarily compare this year to last year, but he kind of did in the moment when I talked to him, said this team doesn't have the vocal leadership last year did. Is that a concern, do you think? I mean, at this point in the season, is is that something you can kind of turn on and, and, and get out of your team? Um, and, you know, are, are we maybe making too much out of uh, the, the, uh, the maybe the, the perceived <laughs> downfall of Warren Central? They're still 22-2. and two. Right, right. Uh, I think I think it is, it is a little bit concerning uh, to, to some extent. Like you said, they still won over 20, 20 games. I mean, when you only have just a couple losses under your belt, uh, it's tough to knock a team that much. Uh, I, I think the expectation is that they're just going to keep being compared to last year's undefeated team, and, and that's just what it is. And uh, I'm not sure if there is a vocal leader on the team. I mean, you have you have a team full of seniors. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, last year that wasn't the case. You only had a couple seniors on the team who really stepped up and were the leaders with Antoine Cushenberry and Dean Tate and Joe Rush coming off the bench. And, but this year, when your whole roster is filled with seniors, yeah. that that can be you know a curse and a blessing as mm-hmm. well. So. Uh, I think they're looking for kind of that that go-to guy like we've talked about in moments. Uh, it's been a team that's been patented on big team play, everyone getting involved. There's not a, a high score every night that you can expect, but there was always kind of felt like at the end of games last year, you knew Dean Tate was going to take a big shot. You knew Cushionberry was going to bring the ball up the floor. You knew David Bell was going to lock somebody down, get a big rebound. This year, that's kind of been in question. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been in question about who who can really step up and take some of those shots. I think 
almost anyone on that team is capable of it. It's just a matter of drawing to the play form and making sure that they're ready for that moment. So it's a little bit concerning, but like you said, I mean, when you've won that many games and and you have Coach Byers at the helm, I mean, it's it's tough to it's tough to vote against Warren Central at this point. It may yeah. be blown a little bit out of proportion. Yeah, I think it'll still be tough to actually knock them out. You know, when, when it comes down to it, it's going to be that's going to be a very difficult assignment. And I think to, to to on Friday night, it'll be imperative that Lawrence North's big guys like DJ Hughes, uh, you know, effort guys like Tony Perkins, David Perkins, those guys have to be physical and mm-hmm. tough, at, uh, especially a rebounding. Because I thought they were the tougher team against Cathedral for the majority of that game, even though they they got behind. I thought, for the most part, they were more physical than Cathedral was and more aggressive. And and when you're playing, even Hankins said that when I talked to him after the game, he said we're going to have to be uh, match their toughness, you know. And I, Warren Central is going to come out, I think, and probably uh, try to attack them right off the bat and 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 maybe question their toughness, <laughs> you know, maybe get them thinking you can't beat us in a game like this. So. I think that's really important for guys, those bigger guys, and also to stay out of foul trouble. You know, mm-hmm. that that DJ Hughes had to sit uh, part of Tuesday's game with foul trouble. So it'll come down to th- little things like that, like who, who gets two fouls early or, you know, so just little things that uh, can, can turn a game like that. But let's also, uh, you know, Logan, let's kind of go backwards and go back to the north half of the bracket uh, where Carmel resides in, in uh, sectional eight. They're playing at home, and, uh, you know, they've got – Maybe what people would perceive as an easier route, I, I think it is overall coming from the north side of the bracket, uh, but not an easy assignment necessarily uh, to take on Fishers on Friday night. Uh, the Tigers are 17-7, and seven, and I haven't seen them play uh, this year. They have some really good players, Willie Jackson, senior guard, and uh, and some other really good pieces around him. Freshman Jeff Simmons has been has been really good for them. So that overall, they've been had a good season. They beat HSE, uh, but again, Carmel is the favorite, I think, uh, probably on that whole side of the bracket, if not the state, probably, uh, the way they have been playing and, and very good defensively. You've had a chance to see uh, Carmel play. What do you, what do you think of their uh, opportunity there in, in their sectional? Uh, yeah, I think Carmel uh, absolutely is the favorite uh, by far at, at coming out of that, at least uh, their own sectional. You know, they're mm-hmm. playing on their home floor, which we know isn't always a given. I know we'll probably get to Brownsburg in a little bit. and Not always a given yeah. to land on your home floor, but uh, I think Carmel is still definitely the favorite to look at who's left. And Fisher's probably is uh, the toughest opponent remaining. You might look at getting Hamilton Southeastern in a championship game, which, you know, there's not always a push over there. But uh, I think the Greyhounds have, you know, one of the best teams in the state. Uh, and, it, and it's really not even close yeah. uh, when you look at their starting lineup. And if you just go down the line, John Michael Malloy and Andrew Owens is lights out from outside. Great defender, great rebounder. Luke Hattie running the point. Carson Winland has really come into his own this year. He might be uh, the guy that I love watching the most. You mm-hmm. know, he's he's one of those guys that is always just electric out there, full of energy. Yeah. It seems like sometimes Coach Auburn's saying, "Okay, pull it out," and all right. of a sudden Winland's driving <laughs> in for a layup. I mean, right. he's he's one of the most most uh, electrifying guys to watch. So Carmel, it just uh, they're a great team, and uh, I think they're they're the favorite to get out of sectionals. And like you said, the favorite probably to come out of the north and. Maybe a little bit easier for them, a little bit, a little bit easier matchups, but still a, a tall task getting to state. It yeah. always is. The uh, sectional eight is kind of a sneaky, tough uh, semifinal. You got Noblesville thirteen and ten against HSE fifteen and eight in that first game at six, and then Carmel and Fishers are the seven thirty game. And uh, you know HSE is one of those teams, and they had to survive. I was kind of following that game as they were playing. 
on uh, on Tuesday night when we were at Lawrence North, but had to survive a double overtime game against a Westfield team that's better than is a, is a good outside shooting team and, and good guards on that team. But you know, a team HSE, you know, it's, they're one of those teams that they can come out and, and talent wise. You know, you feel like they could match up with just about anybody, uh, but they've kind of struggled here in the second half of the season. I still think if they can get into that into that Saturday night championship game and kind of put all the pieces together, they, they're capable of giving Carmel or potentially Fishers a, 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 a really good game in the championship game. But you just you just kind of never know with that group this year, right? Like you said they really struggled down the stretch, losing three out of their last four games heading mm-hmm. into the postseason, and. There was just a lot of question marks, and you started naming some of the names on that team. It, it seems as though, you know, they should be one of the top contenders in the state, but just haven't quite been able to put it together here late. Uh, like I said, it'll be it'll be really interesting to see after kind of holding on against Westfield. It's a little bit of a wake up call for them, you know, going to double overtime and knowing it's only going to get tougher from here. I think they have the capability to take down Noblesville, and uh, it's a game where you don't want them to start looking ahead too much either. To you know, getting a big time rematch with Fishers. Yeah. You know that rivalry there is one of the best in the state, and or you know getting a chance at Carmel. So it's a team that they can put it together, can match up well one through five with anybody. But it, it, it's a matter of finding that chemistry and finding the consistency. Yeah, I, and I covered a HSC Carmel regular season game. HSC led the first part early on in that game, and then Carmel kind of took over, pulled away, and defensively really shut down uh, the Royals. But who didn't shoot well at all, and I think they would shoot better if they if they played them again. Uh, also in the north, locally uh, at Kokomo, sectional seven, uh, Zionsville play Lafayette Jeff at six o'clock, and then McCutcheon against Kokomo. Zionsville has to be considered the favorite coming out of there. Although Lafayette Jeff, really good three-point shooting, uh, the Barnheiser brothers uh, can really fill it up, and, and uh, I think that'll be a, an entertaining uh, early game there at Kokomo. Uh, but yeah. Zionsville also shoots the ball from three really well. Brandon Vernon. Uh, is kind of a, a three-point specialist, and then Isaiah Thompson. You know, everybody knows what he can do. Uh, so I, I, I gotta like uh, Zionsville. I think Zionsville is one of the the few teams on the north side of the bracket that can potentially beat Carmel. And, and you got maybe HSC in the, in their own sectional who possibly could, or Fishers. Uh, but I think beyond that, the North looks to me be a little bit weaker than it's been uh, in previous years. You don't really necessarily, Homestead got beat, uh, so you don't necessarily have that Fort Wayne area team that you know is going to be super tough coming out of there. I think North, you know, you got Penn potentially or Valparaiso uh, teams that maybe could. Uh, but I think Zionsville, they might be the number two team in that north side of the bracket behind uh, behind the Greyhounds. No, I think you're absolutely right. You mentioned there's really not a, a marquee team. We knew, looking back on last year with you know South Bend Riley with Demise Anderson, mm-hmm. you, you, you kind of figure that's who you were going to see uh, this year. Penn has done a nice job. They they took down Riley in the regular season and then in sectionals. Yeah. And, you know, they drew Lutz up there. They have, they have some really good players on that team and always a good program. They are a 20 win team as well. So that's a team to kind of keep an eye on. Uh, you know, it's a big school and that can really get it done. And when you talk about Valparaiso, you can't go without saying Brandon Newman mm-hmm. either and his his uh, return to Valparaiso. I thought he was going to be going to Florida. Yeah, exactly. you know, the saga that has followed him. But there really just isn't that marquee team, and Zionsville might just be that that second best team uh, in, in the north side of the bracket. And they've they've taken some some of the best teams to the edge this season. You know, we've seen them battle with Cathedral and Warren and some others. And I, I agree with you. If Isaiah Thompson can get hot from outside, it's a team that I think could really challenge uh, Carmel. But just getting out of Kokomo is going to be tough enough in itself. Like I said, can't overlook Lafayette Jeff and. 
Kokomo got a big win over Logansport as well in that opening round. They're playing on their home floor. You know, they're not going to want to go down without a fight. And what, well, by the way, then you know, making it to the to the sectional final on your home floor that'd be that'd be a really fun game. Absolutely. And then there's one other team. I was sectional five. Um, you know, could have. Yeah, you could have Fort Wayne Northrop. That's a team. Sidney Curry is just a it's a is a really good big big player uh, down low for them, and he's going to Miami of Ohio. They play in the DeKalb sectional, and uh, probably will get to that championship night and, and play either East Noble or Dwenger. Uh, Northrop's a team. You know, if if you don't have size inside, Curry's a guy who can really hurt you uh, down low. So there are some teams up there, but just not necessarily. Uh, maybe the, the, the super team that we've seen coming out of there before. Valparaiso, like you said, a team with Brandon Newman uh, who can who can just light it up. Um, they could be a team to watch as well. And then we move on back down to the south half of the bracket. And uh, interesting sectional uh, semifinal game, Logan, between a, a couple more MIC teams at Perry Meridian in sectional 11. Uh, where you'll see Perry Meridian and Decatur in the first game, and then Ben Davis and Pike, uh, one of the best games of the night. Those those two teams have split two meetings this year, and uh, this this third game should be a really good one. Dewan Jones, we saw against Tech last week, goes for forty points and fifteen rebounds, and uh, you know I don't think he'll be able to do that against Pike necessarily, but but man, he is he's uh, we've talked a lot about him on these podcasts, but he is he's something else, and then Pike. You know, with Amani Jones and and Chris Robinson and those guys, a veteran group uh, that I think is, you know, they played a tough schedule this year, kind of been a little bit up and down record-wise, but I don't think it's a team you really necessarily want to run into in the sectional either. No, Pike's kind of been a giant killer this year. I mean, they're a team that has run with the best, you know, took down Lawrence Central, kept it within single digits against Carmel, I mean, and then ran very well with Warren Central as well. Uh, I mean, it's a team that can really beat the big time opponents when they need to. You mentioned they split with Ben Davis. You know, won the latter one. So I think uh, I, I think I think the Pike Red Devils uh, might just they're going to get their they're going to get their money's worth against Ben Davis. That's for sure. You mentioned Dewan Jones and the Giants have been playing a lot better here of late yeah. Yeah, too. They they've kind of figured figured out their lineup. They've dealt with a lot of injuries throughout the season and they got some guys back and healthy and have figured out with the right combination and the right five guys to put out there together. I think that might be one of the most underrated matchups uh, of the sectional semifinal. It's a game I'd love to go out and see, uh, but you know we'll be at Lawrence North covering right. great games <laughs> there as well. I said it's the most wonderful time of the year. It's the, maybe the best night of basketball you'll find in the state of Indiana. Yeah, I wish I could move some of these games to Thursday so we could we could see more of them. But yeah, Pike is a team that, like you said, they beat almost everybody. Though some of their some of their best opponents. Uh, they've beaten along the way, and that, you know they've lost a handful too. They're fourteen and nine going into this game, uh, but I really like that team. I think they're a team that that you know if they can get past Ben Davis, they're going to give a lot of people trouble uh, down the road, just as Ben Davis can too. And that first game is interesting too. Ron Colley and Decatur Central. Uh, Decatur Central is is a team that's guard really guard heavy uh, this year and athletic. Uh, and, and Ron Colley, you know, even though they're five and sixteen. Uh, that, that's a little bit deceiving. I, I think they're a team that they're you know they've been playing better here lately. Uh, took Rebuff down to the wire, um, so I, I don't necessarily think it's a walkover type game. But if you're Decatur Central, you know 15 and seven chance to play for a sectional title. This is a, a great opportunity for John Ashworth and the, the Hawks team. No, absolutely. This might be one of their best options and best chances in quite some time. Uh, you got. Maybe an easier draw getting to the the finals as well, and having to run through Ben Davis or Pike to get there. So uh, I think if the opportunity was 
was at any time it is now for for Decatur Central. But like I said, they're going to have their hands full against whoever wins that game. The other uh, sectional nine, I skipped over that one. It's Connorsville against New Pal. Uh, Connorsville sixteen and eight, New Pal fifteen and eight. Uh, that's at Richmond, and then the other one, Mount Vernon and Richmond, uh, play in the second semifinal. That sectional, of course, feeds into the uh, the uh, Southport Regional, and then also the uh, sectional twelve feeds into the Southport Regional, uh, where we had one of our bigger, probably bigger upsets, I would say, on, on Tuesday night. Um, I wouldn't say it was a complete shocker. Plainfield uh, lost twice to Brownsburg during the season. Those games were decided by more than 20 points. Uh, but also they were both games were played closer than that, so the score was somewhat deceiving. Uh, Plainfield's had a great season. You know they came in at eighteen and five uh, for Andy Weaver. The Gibbs brothers have been tough all year. They go to Brownsburg in that sectional and pull out a late victory, forty six forty three. And I think that's a that's a score, Logan, that maybe turned more heads than any score on Friday night because Brownsburg had a they were the only team to beat Carmel. They're kind of like Pike where they 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 you know beat some really good teams on the schedule. And then there was occasions where they couldn't shoot very well, and outside shooting had been a uh, somewhat something they'd struggled with at times this year. But Plainfield gets it done, and now a chance to play uh, Avon on Friday night, and, and a, for a program that hadn't won a sectional in 20 years, a really good opportunity here. <laughs> no, definitely that, and you mentioned it. I mean, going into Brownsburg and, and taking them down, especially when I felt like the Bulldogs probably felt really good about their chances after beating this team by 20 points both times before, whether the game was that close or not. I mean, when when you get two wins against a team in that fashion, you feel pretty confident about your chances, and uh, that was definitely the head-turner of the evening, I would say, and Plainfield now coming up on could be 20 wins on the season. Have to be the favorite to come out of that mm-hmm. sectional now and get a chance, to, like I said, to go down to Southport and, and uh, take on some really good teams and, and regionals, but uh, Plainfield was definitely, pro- they didn't get my vote as the upset of the night. Yeah. Uh, there were a lot of them we had throughout on, you know, Tuesday night, and I think Plainfield was definitely the one that that had me checking, you know, refreshing yeah. the score, saying, wait, 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 wait right. a second, wait a second, and, you know, checking multiple sources on that one. Yeah, and they'll play Avon. Avon, uh, they're a team that's been coming on here lately, too, and it's a team that they lost, you know, they lost to Plainfield by quite a bit early in the season. I think it was 17 points, uh, but that, that Avon seems to be a different team now. Zach Reinhardt's back and playing well for them, and they've got some good athletic guards. Uh, so that's not a that could that definitely that Avon Plainfield game could definitely decide that sectional. Uh, Mooresville and Terre Haute North on the other side of that bracket. Neither of those teams probably quite as strong as whoever the winner of that Avon Plainfield game is. But yeah, that's that's one that's kind of turned upside down. Brownsburg was the host team and now they're out. And uh, an interesting uh, sectional uh, remaining there. So then you move down to sectional 13. That'll feed into the Seymour Regional and uh, Franklin Central will play Center Grove. Center Grove had a had a tussle on its hands. It was sort of a sort of a stall game against Greenwood on Friday on uh, Tuesday night, and uh, the Trojans uh, end up winning that game. Logan and I'm not sure what you take away from a, a game like that, other than you survived and you're playing. You're still playing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a game that you know, as a fan, I'd be upset if I went and watched that just to you know just watch a team stall out. You know, I felt like you're playing in the 1960s again. <laughs> I mean, it was, it was. It's unfortunate when you when you go to you know try to see. Trace Jackson Davis, McDonald's All American, and the sectional opener. You want to see some cool things, and you know, thirty-two twenty-two. Not because it was a defensive matchup at all. I mean, uh, but like you said, survive in advance. You're still moving. Once again, Center Grove, another team that's hosting the sectional. They have to feel really good about their chances getting out of sectionals again uh, this season. I think the best team that can really challenge them is Franklin. Um, I, I, I think that that could be a matchup in the what could be the title game. Um, mm-hmm. But once again, Center Grove has beat them. 
twice already on the season. So uh, I think Center Grove still is the favorite and uh, maybe make a, even a deeper run at the tournament. Yeah, Center Grove is hosting that sectional. And uh, like you said, Whiteland and Franklin are on the other side. Franklin's 18-7, and seven, and uh, you know they've, they've got a good veteran group there too. Brad Dickey uh, is, is coach of that team, and he's been doing it for a long time. Uh, so kind of a similar situation. If Franklin plays Center Grove, uh, kind of similar maybe to Plainfield Brownsburg, yeah. where you beat them twice handily. You're playing on your home court. You seem to have everything going for you, and uh, but things tighten up a little bit in the sectional <laughs> sometimes. So they're not completely through that sectional yet. Uh, Center Grove going to have to battle some teams that know them uh, very well. And then uh, also wanted to mention too in, in uh, sectional 14 in Columbus North, uh, Bloomington South still playing there. Uh, they're the favorites. Uh, but also Shelbyville uh, was able to uh, to get through. They'll play East Central in that second game at Columbus North, yeah, and that's a Shelbyville team. <coughs> excuse me, Logan. That uh, they've got some really good players. Uh, they, they've got a chance to uh, to play uh, Friday night against East Central, and they they edge Columbus North fifty seven fifty four in that game on Tuesday night, and uh, a chance to move on. And Shelbyville, another team. You know, kind of been up and down uh, this season. Come in at thirteen and ten, uh, but it, but a team that you know under Ryan Mack has really improved throughout his time there uh, in his tenure at Shelbyville. Right, right. They they definitely have, and getting that win over Columbus North really going to help the program moving forward. But it's, I still think it's Bloomington South sectional to lose at this point uh, down there at Columbus North High School. But uh, I think Shelbyville still has a tough matchup against East Central coming up before you can even look ahead to a title game. But still, has been a, a good season for me. It's a little bit up and down. I think they, they, they lost a couple games that they left out there on the floor. They they had a good chance of winning, but still a good season for them. Absolutely. Let's look. I, I'm writing something for the Star uh, about some of the top matchups uh, throughout the state on uh, Friday night, and one of the best ones is local in sectional 27 at Garen Catholic, uh, Burbuff and Christmas Addicts, and those two teams. Know each other really well. Chris Hawkins, a coach at Christmas Addicts, uh, he was assistant for Todd Howard at Burbuff at one time, uh, and, and they've gone head to head against each other several times. Burbuff beat him during the season, forty six forty five. Uh, but Harold Bennett for Addicts didn't play in that game. Now he transferred uh, to a prep school in Atlanta. Now he's back and he's playing with them again, and he's averaging uh, almost twenty two points a game. But you know, these are two teams that, you know, Addicts proved a couple of years ago. If you can get out of the sectional, you can go all the way to a championship game. I feel the same this year. I, I, I don't know, you know, as far as beating Culver. Culver's really good again. Yeah. But, you know, you look down the road, neither of, you know, these teams, no, no 3A team has been tested as much as these two have. They play great schedules. Um, so I think this is going to be a great game uh, Friday night at, at Garen Catholic. And I could really, I think it's a, it's, Sort of one of those coin flip type games. I mean, I think you hit the nail right there. I mean, when you talk about talk about Eric Bennett coming back, I mean, twenty two points per game, yeah. pretty significant <laughs> amount after you know just getting eclipsed by him earlier. I think I think Addicts has to feel really good about their chance. And you talk about even moving forward in the tournament. These are two teams that play really tough schedules to get themselves prepared uh, coming into to sectionals time and uh, being. Down in Class 3A, they're playing a lot of 4A schools as it is and playing in the city. So uh, I, I think it is a little bit of a toss-up, you know, uh, but I, I think the addition of Harold Bennett's really going to help Addicts. They have to feel really good about their chances. So maybe not to win at all. Isaiah Culver still right. has – I think they're probably the favorite. But still, 
uh, I think addicts has to like their chances. Yeah, Burbuff led by Simon Banks and uh, mm-hmm. uh, Spencer Rice. They uh, they both average. Spencer's about almost fifteen a game, or Spencer's about twelve a game, and Simon almost fifteen, and then. Uh, Addicts, of course, uh, led by Bennett, but then Sincere, Sincere McMahon, uh, a junior, uh, he proved in the city. He's he's a really good player. He's about 16 a game, so really good matchup. And also on the other side of that bracket uh, is Chittard and Ritter. Ritter's a team too that you know they have they've had a really good season. Veteran team, Nate Soltis, uh, kind of leads the way for them, and and a beneficial draw that you know they get to play Chittard, which is not a terrible team, but. Uh, again, uh, they don't have to play Addicts or Rebuff on that side of the bracket, so that's a, that's a benefit for them. But that's always a really good sectional in uh, sectional 27 mm-hmm. and 3A. Whoever comes out of that uh, is, is going to be dangerous, and you'll have some teams sitting at home that could have been dangerous because there's someone's going to get knocked out of there for sure. And then you know, moving on down, you know, as we look around, you, the, the best games in the area on Friday. Another one in 2A. I had a chance to see Park Tudor on a Friday night against Monrovia. Oh. That's a really good young team. Uh, they they kind of let a late lead uh, whittle away against Monrovia and got beaten that game. But Tim Adams has a good group there. Uh, Malachi Archie, I thought, played really well. He's a sophomore guard uh, for Park Tudor. And they'll, they'll play Heritage Christian in, in uh, 2A, sectional 43 at Speedway. That is certainly a game. Logan, Heritage Christian 17-5 and, and, and Park Tudor 16-6. and Kind of like uh, the Brebuff uh, Attic situation where the winner of this game uh, I think could make a run all the way to the semi-state, if not farther. No, you're absolutely right. I mean, they already met once on the season. Park Tudor won in that one. But here's Christian, another team that plays a tough schedule and, mm-hmm. you know, is really tough coming into this one. Uh, you know, they've taken down Ron Collier in the year. They've beaten Shatar. They've beaten some some high-quality teams, you know, that, that are, you know, a couple classes above them. So I I, I agree with you. It, feel, it feels like uh, there's there's always kind of a – a sectional where it feels like maybe not a state title games played before, but you know whoever comes out of that one's gonna make gonna make the run. Uh, this is I think the exact same scenario that you're gonna see, and I think Park Tudor does have a little bit of an edge though. Yeah, I, two years ago Heritage Christian made did make it to the semi state. Some of those same guys on this team, Andrew Williams, he's a senior guard uh, on this team. Harrison Eckel, a junior, six uh, four junior for them, and and so they've got some guys who have been around for a while. And then last year, Cecina came out of the sectional; they made it to the semi state. So you kind of feel like whoever gets through here has got a has got a, a path to make it. Um, you know, and then what should be a really fun uh, bumping back up to three A over at Newcastle. You got two two matchups that you know. You got really high-scoring players, and Newcastle has Luke Bumbleo uh, with Mason Gillis being out. Uh, Bumbleo is averaging almost 32 points a game for that team this year, going to Ball State. Uh, so, if fans you know, want to get out and see him, he's he's really and he's been efficient doing it too. And they'll play Hamilton Heights. Uh, Gus Etchison, uh, he's about 23 points a game. Uh, so you got two guys who can really score. That's the early game in Newcastle. And then later you've got Delta and Blackford. And Blackford, of course, uh, led by Luke Brown. I had a chance to see him a couple weeks ago. Leads the state at 35.9 points a game. And Delta's undefeated. So you yeah. get some some great storylines. Uh, I don't think Blackford, haven't watched them. Uh, Luke, Luke Brown's a great player. Um, phenomenal player. A great passer. Uh, but, but at the same time, I, they don't have the team, I don't think. Uh, probably to make a deep run and probably not able to beat Delta, I wouldn't think. Uh, but 
you know, it'd still be fun to watch Luke Brown try uh, to lead that team because he is a he's a phenomenal player. Uh, like I said, just very creative offensively. But two two what should be really two uh, fun matchups Friday night at Newcastle. Hey, that's all we can ask for. We talk about this being you know the best time to get out and watch basketball. You see some of the best. Uh, athletes get out there and play. And you said there's always a different feel when sectionals come around with postseason, and the stars usually come out. And we're going to see, I think, a lot of threes taken. We're yeah. going to see a <laughs> lot of guys chucking them, but we're going to see a lot of them dropping in as well. So if you want a lot of offense, definitely go uh, to this sectional. And I think, I think, like you said, uh, when you have some of the stars along with a team like Delta who's undefeated, mm-hmm. it just makes the perfect storylines. Right. And then another good one is uh, sectional 28 at Danville. Manual, uh, they've they've had a good. They're very senior uh, heavy this year. Uh, Jalen Johnson is their big uh, uh, star, six eight, six foot eight, going to Alabama A and M. Where also Cam Alford from Brownsburg is going uh, to play, and, and they play Danville. Uh, this is a rematch of a game they just played a couple weeks ago, and Danville won by four. So I would expect this to be a really good game. Uh, Danville always seems to be playing well uh, this time of year. And uh, you got the other side of the bracket. You've got Beach Grove and Heron. Beach Grove, a really good uh, route to the championship game. Uh, so I could see any of those three teams coming out of this uh, sectional 28 and uh, maybe give a slight edge to Danville as the host in, in, uh, in their opportunity to get through. They've won the last two of them, uh, but I could really see any of those three coming out of it. No, absolutely. I, I originally really liked Manuel. I got to see them play earlier on in the season. I really like Johnson. I think he really commands the post. He did a nice job getting it to him. Has some little scrappy guards as well that, that really can get after it defensively, but I think you said it best when, when it comes down to, to this, type, this time of a year. Uh, Danville's usually playing well, and it really helps that they have them at home as well. Right. I think that that might just be the deciding factor, like you said, when you're talking about winning by a couple points here or there. That that's where you get them at is is the home court advantage. I'm gonna put you on the spot, Logan. Who do you like? You know, bumping back up to four A um, locally. Who do you like coming out of each uh, each sectional? Let's let's start with uh, let's go seven. Uh, who do you like coming out of there? You like Zionsville? Oh, absolutely. I'm gonna I'm gonna say Zionsville, but I think I think they're going to be tested. Mm-hmm. I do think they're going to be tested. I don't think it's it's a, necessarily a walk like some people thought it was going to be, but I do like Zionsville getting out of there. Sectional eight, uh, the one we talked about at Carmel, uh, that's going to be Carmel and Fishers, and then HSC Noblesville. Uh, I think probably the uh, probably we're both picking Carmel. Do you think anybody gives them a good good test there? I think Fishers does. I think Fishers is the one team that always plays Carmel tough. They always they always seem to get under their skin a little bit. Uh, I think Fishers is the team that, that could give them the best run. Uh, if they see Noblesville HSC, I don't think it will be as close in the in the finals. Sectional nine is at Richmond. We talked about that one. It's, it'll be uh, uh, Richmond against. Uh, I'm sorry. It'll be uh, New Pal against Connorsville, and then Richmond against Mount Vernon. And uh, I, I did take New Pal to win that one. I think that's a, that's always seems like a really competitive uh, sectional. But you know those mat the, both those matchups on Friday night should be good games. And I, you know realistically, I think any of those four teams could win that sectional. I, I'm taking New Pal, but uh, don't sleep on uh, Connorsville. <laughs> Connorsville always seems to, to find a way, and they're just tough as nails to to knock out in the sectional. Right. It, I mean, it seems like. These past couple of years, it's, it's it's been Connorsville coming out of there before. I mean, we know uh, when they didn't quite get it last year, but still had a 21 season. I, I'm going to go the opposite way. I think Connorsville is going to get it done. Uh, they kind of they, they know what it feels like to win. Uh, they've been there before. They know what it takes to get it done. But like I said, I think New Powell is just as good as any of those teams. 
And then, of course, uh, we talked about sectional 10. Who do you, who do you like? I, I When we did this originally, I took uh, I took Lawrence Central uh, to beat Warren. Uh, after watching Lawrence North, I'm kind of uh, maybe questioning a little bit if I take them to, to win uh, Friday night's game over, over Warren. But I'll probably stick with Warren uh, to win that game and then play Lawrence Central. And uh, I like the Bears. I, I'm giving the edge to them. Uh, to win that sectional, what what do you think? That would be part three, of course. Those two teams have split uh, two two meetings this year. No, you're right, and and uh, it, it feels like it feels like destiny that we're going to see those two match up again. Is that Lawrence North really uh, can kind of control their own destiny at this point? Playing at home would be a great environment. I think Warren Central does find a way to get past the Wildcats, and uh, I, I think for once we're going to see a different Warren Central team coming out. Last year was the end; of, they were holding on to a streak. They had something to prove. This year they didn't have as much to prove. They, the streak just followed them, mm-hmm. and they were holding on to that. Once you lose, it's kind of over. And uh, I think Warren Central is going to be playing for something in that sectional turn. It's not just to get; it's not just to move on. It's not just for another state title, not for a sectional title. It's to prove they're better than Warren Central. Uh, and, and so I'm, I'm going to take the Warriors coming out of sectional ten. Uh, doesn't mean it's going to be pretty. Doesn't mean <laughs> doesn't mean it's going to be by a mile. Right. But as I do think Nigel Pack's the best point guard in the state. I think Jake Laravia is one of the most underrated big men in the state as well. Dre Davis, we know, is a star in the making. But I think it's not quite the Bears' time. Yeah, that that will really be an interesting game, and I could really see it going either way. That's a it sounds like a cop out, but I really could. <laughs> uh, but I'll pick the Bears anyway. Uh, let's go to uh, down to sectional eleven. Uh, we talked about that around Collie Decatur Central, Ben Davis Pike. Uh, literally, this this is a coin flip game. I think I, I did flip a coin and I took Pike, but uh, you know I do think that I do think that Pike has has the guys to 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 get this done. I think Ben Davis does too, actually. But um, I do like Pike a little bit uh, to give them a slight nod. Although ben, the way Ben Davis has been playing lately, maybe they are getting it, getting it figured out. Uh, here late in the season, and and again that that could be really fun. And also, I think Decatur Central, if they can get if they can get past Ron Colley, uh, don't sleep on the Hawks either. I think they could they could uh, make life life difficult for either one of those teams. No, I, I think you're right in that assumption as well. Decatur Central not going to be a pushover, and really feels like it can go either way with Ben Davis and Pike. We know they split throughout the season; it was close both times. Expect uh, expect a lot of points. Expect the game which you're going to see in the 70s. I, I would expect. Uh, between these two squads, <laughs> really not sure which way to go. I mean, like you said, Ben Davis has played so well down the stretch, um, I, but Pike has as well with Amani Jones really leading the way. I, I, I think, I think uh, Ben Davis finds a way to get it done, though. I think Dewan Jones is stalls me a little bit too much to handle. I think they're gonna make sure he gets in more involved in the offense, and uh, I really like Jalen Windham to to have a big game as well. So the way you're picking it, we could see Ben Davis and Warren playing in the regional again. That that would be interesting. Uh, let's move on to uh, sectional 12, and uh, where Brownsburg was my original pick, and that's not going to happen. But uh, Plain, <laughs> Plainfield Navon uh, again. I think you know the the winner of that game clearly becomes the favorite. But the matter of who wins that game, I'm not sure. I, I, I'm going to take Plainfield because I think they're going to be taking a lot of confidence into that into that game on Friday night. Uh, but Avon's quickness and their athleticism, I think, could give the Quakers some some problems. Uh, but I'm going to take I'm going to take Plainfield to win this sectional. And like I said, that would be their first 
uh, title, I believe, since 1999. So that'd be quite an accomplishment for them this year. And like you said, it's kind of that age-old question that you get into when looking at whether it's the NCAA tournament or you know high school tournaments of the team that's coming in hot versus the team that has had a better overall season. I tend to favor the team with better overall season. Uh, I, I like Plainfield to get it done as well. I, I think they're going to come in, like you said, with a lot of confidence in that gym uh, and, and with a big opportunity that they know that it's right in front of them now that Really, Avon is what is what's standing in their way. Right, and I think that'll be a that'll be quite a quite a game. And again, Mooresville sitting there with a pretty good draw and a chance to get into that championship playing uh, Terre Haute North, and that would be you know looking at that that would be Plainfield's first uh, first sectional title uh, since '99, but also could be their first ever 4A uh, sectional title. The one they won in '99 was 3A, so uh, a good opportunity for them. And then sectional 13, Logan. Um, Center Grove probably going to be the pick. Anybody you think Franklin could give them a give them a tough game? Um, if they if they install the uh, you know the, the stalling tactics, <laughs> maybe that we saw from Greenwood. But no, Center Grove beat them by twenty and seventeen the first the, the first two times they faced them. I think I think Trace Jackson Dave they just have no one to match up with him. I think Pierce Field uh, is going to light them up from outside as well. I think Center Grove has. Uh, the best draw and it has to be the favorite. Franklin with Reese Thompson uh, about 15 points a game. Corey Richards uh, about 14 and Drew Byerly have been a per- pretty balanced team mm-hmm. uh, but that'll be a tough matchup uh, going into uh, sectional 13 if they play each other on Saturday night. And then Columbus North just has the one uh, local team in Shelbyville uh, but I think Bloomington South uh, probably going to be the pick there although that, that sectional is pretty good. Uh, but I think Bloomington South with uh, Anthony Leal, and of course the new uh, coaching wins leader J.R. Holmes leading the way. Is always he's always seems to be at his best uh, during tournament time. Right, as long as J.R. Holmes is there, I'm taking Bloomington South every time. I I don't care what their record is. I don't care, <laughs> you know, who's hurt, who's not. I'm, I'm taking uh, Coach J.R. Holmes uh, from Bloomington South every time, and, and they are they're a very good team. They're a team that I think has uh, banker's life in, in their sights this year. Yeah, should be a should be a lot of fun on Friday night. Get out to a to a game somewhere. Get two two for one, like I said, and uh, it's always worth uh, worth getting out to a high school game. Logan, uh, always appreciate you coming on, and I know we'll see you out at uh, you, you guys be at Lawrence North again, right? Absolutely, absolutely. We're gonna have a lot of fun with uh, with those semifinals, North Central LC, and you know LN Dub C. It's gonna be a whole lot of fun. A big. Mitch Mick matchup, you know, kind of a Final Four type feel. Yeah, it should be a lot of fun. Like I said, it's uh, it's definitely worth it. Uh, six o'clock and seven thirty, approximately uh, six o'clock, all the starting times, and then the second game to follow uh, at whichever site you're at on Friday night. So, should be fun. Uh, I'll be at Lawrence North as well, and uh, looking forward to both of those matchups. And uh, stay tuned. We'll have a lot of uh, coverage, obviously, at IndyStar.com. And uh, we'll come back at you next week to preview the regionals. Thanks again for joining us.